fucking thing. I drove here, took a shower for this. <laughs> oh, dude, those are such classic clips. I don't always play the intro, but sometimes I'm like, we got to bring it back just a little bit and just see what this thing is hold become, man. Only, what, 108 episodes? Uh, the home of constant, constant content constantly being released, Ski Max Collective. We are here with James Flippin, who used to be, if I am not wrong, a producer for the Artie Lang Quitter podcast, which, uh, you know, that's where I learned everything about podcasting. I followed Artie from the Stern Show and then listened relentlessly to that show. And I remember you just being in the background. Uh, were you actually there at the time? Because I know it was a lot older. So you were probably with him, you know, doing the show. Yeah. So, like, basically, the way it started with me and Artie was back in, I was actually trying to think about this before we started the episode. It would have been 2014 or 2015 or wow. uh, maybe even 2013. I, whenever he had his, his direct TV show. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so that one with Nick DiPaolo at first. Yeah. Yeah. I started on that show, believe it or not. And I've told this story before on my podcast, but I might as well tell you. Um, I got the job based off a of Craigslist ad. I was working <laughs> as a board op at Sirius XM and, uh, you know, working seven different part-time jobs because that's what you do right. when you're breaking into broadcasting and stuff like that and looking for other gigs. Yeah. So I applied to this thing that said, oh, late night radio show with, with big personality. And I was like, yeah, right. You know, some joke. And uh, I got an email back from a director address and i was surprised and the guy says oh it's it's for this Artie lang show and i was like you got to be fucking shitting me yeah like because you obviously was, know who that is if you're into broadcasting you're like Fuck. i mean that's gotta be crazy i was not like the biggest Artie fan because like i wasn't uh, a stern guy per se like you know growing up in my mom's car it's kind of funny actually like my mom's car it was probably sports talk radio right my dad's car it was like political right wing yeah radio, stuff like that so it was never stern you know what i mean yeah and uh i just didn't grow up listening to it so not that i have any problem with him and i i think some of his old shit is great but uh i wasn't really that that aware of already except for the fact that my boys and i being from jersey all loved beer league beer league for us was like one of the best movies it was, it was like what how like how old were you when that movie came out in in high school or whatever. Of course. You know? So then it would be a, a top ten classic for you yeah, like guys. Smoking, I mean. Like we smoked and went to the movie and we were just like, this is fucking amazing. You know, right. like this playing is the best. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. And I knew him from Mad TV and stuff like that. So um, you know, I got this job based off Craigslist. It was wild. Um, I liked Nick DiPaolo, you know what I mean? Like I'd seen yeah. plenty of stand up and I liked his stuff. Um I always kind of connected. So I was only, I was there at that show, the direct TV show for like two months before the whole split between yeah. Nick and Artie. So and, it, it seems like that show must've been going on for a while and they were kind of in a pinch to post a Craigslist ad. I mean, you're talking 2014, 15. I mean, they had to have known someone, but they're just like, you know, we need to bring in someone new. So what it was is that the guy that was running the board for them, this really great guy who knows a lot about broadcast equipment and stuff like that. And actually is very funny and had some good timing when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, he lived in Connecticut and yeah. uh, was tired of making the drive down and actually did most of his work for the Dan Patrick show. Cause it was kind of all under the same umbrella. Uh -huh. uh, 
um you know you could, NBC, you could tell both those shows are like equally produced you know like it, it, yeah. they have a lot of like similarities it, it was it was a, it was i mean obviously uh the same studio actually when yeah. dan did his show from new york they just kind of flipped a few signs around and you know put his stuff up and it was like, okay here's the dan patrick studio so um you know they had need for somebody who in their terms was like a radio board op right. because they had um people who came in and were like more music mixing people and actually i don't know if you ever watched that show or not but on friday nights they had this segment that was sponsored by um guitar center i think it was mm-hmm. and uh bands would come in and like play actually they were stationed right behind me i had to get earplugs because i i mean it's it's bitch but like i was <laughs> i was fucking losing my hearing just getting so blasted out by these speakers every friday night in the stu- is it in the studio like because i've seen some of those bands in studios do they pull put on like the full sound or is it more geared towards radio because like what you just said it, it seems like it would be very loud but no when you're watching it it looks so heavily produced you know yeah so that was kind of an interesting thing because the guy who mixed the uh music on friday nights um he was very advanced in terms of like you know he, he knew what he was doing i think he'd done stuff for like professional musicians in terms of mixing albums and stuff like that he himself was a musician i can't remember if he played like the clarinet or, or saxophone or <laughs> but, uh he was he was on top of that stuff so they mixed that friday night show very well right for, as far as what i was putting out on the radio side it was dog shit because it was so yeah and like totally blown out and just like you know a, a tiny little just like stub of audio that was going out over the uh airwaves but on the direct tv uh audio mixing it probably sounded really good because they had a show that was like that i can't even remember what it was called but like you know whatever that audience network thing was yeah um was was mixed in with that so anyway when that show ended to kind of just jump ahead in the storyline to the podcast Artie and and dan had said something like well you know we'll stay in touch with you because we want to we'd still like to do something, maybe a podcast or something like that. And, you know, at that point, podcasts were starting to really like take off. More yeah. Like. like I know at that time, like Robert Kelly had his thing out and then people started, you know, having free subscriptions to to radio and they didn't have to sign up for to pay $12 a month just to listen to Stern. They could hear right. Artie and, and, and different outlets. Yeah. Of course, Artie's podcast was charged people, but at the yeah. Same- at, well, I don't think did it start charging at the beginning. I can't remember because I. Um, I think it did. I think yeah. it sort of was out there though. I remember uh, paying like six dollars a month or, or something crazy like that, and yeah, uh, and it was it was worth it. I mean, I've I've probably heard every episode well, twice, especially at the beginning of his run with it. He was putting out a lot of stuff because yeah. he would even what we would do is like take maybe like three hours of stuff that he had done. And we could make that into, um, you know, three different episodes or something. Right. Like that. Uh, or if you had a guest on, you know, it's like kind of it, it's like the way radio always worked. You can deconstruct that and turn it into a podcast that's going to then have like four different episodes in one in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, the guests that you have on, then you also have his monologue about whatever happened with the food that he ordered or something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, but I, most of the time I was, I mean, to be, to be, uh, going back to the time when he first started it, I was there in the apartment with him in the condo. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. 
And then eventually it got to the point where I wasn't there as much because he started doing the show at like two like, o'clock. Yeah, two in the morning. He's just like firing it up. Like, yeah. You can always tell like if you go back to the catalog of episodes when it just started to like downfall a little bit. But for me, as a fan of his, those were some of my favorite too. Mm. Uh, I do have to ask because I started my show as a Kevin Brennan wrap-up show. So I used to wrap up uh, MLC yeah. uh, each week. Were you there for that classic episode whenever he got in a fight with him about the Facebook Live? No, no. Um, the only time I'm trying to think if there was any like notable confrontations um, that happened while I was there of that type. Um, yeah. No, I, I wasn't there for that. You know, most of the time, my my biggest connection to that podcast was in the earliest days of it and then i was also there when they went up to montreal and did an episode up there right i remember that um i you know edited a lot of the episodes after the fact and to the fact you know to the extent that we edited it it was like i'd compress the whole thing just know, upload audio compression right. uh, put on the slap the intro on the out just slap the outro on and just basically upload it, you know, yeah. it wasn't really like that much editing for me. I mean, what was there? I mean, you don't have to tell me what it is, but was there ever a time where Artie came up to you? He was like, look, we, we can't put that out. You're going to have to cut this clip uh, about something he may have said. Cause like, that's yeah. one of those shows. I, I don't think I ever heard like a misinterpretation, you know, it just went all well, the way through. Well, first of all, I'll put it to you this way. It was never because of whatever Artie said, because he could he couldn't give a fuck less. Right. But there was definitely times where guests would be like, "Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure if that came out the way that I like, or I wanted it to, or that could get me in some issues, or whatever." Yeah. You know, that did happen a couple of times, and Dan would be the one to to text me and be like, "All right, from this time to that time," and it always I would always fuck with him too, because yeah. I would be like, "I would be like, dude, this is the best part of the fucking episode. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's it's good." Yeah, I was like, we can't cut this. And he would be like, don't fuck with me. You're going to fuck up and upload it. And da da da. Because I think one time, um, either I did legitimately miss something that I was supposed to cut out, or uh, he didn't tell me about it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like he told you maybe after the fact, it's like, dude, the, the podcast is already uploaded. <laughs> yeah. And thank God, like, you know, it's kind of just one of those things where it's not like a Twitter thing with like a very. Right or something where everybody screenshots it i mean we we did fix it like pretty soon after it there probably weren't that many people that actually like automatically downloaded it when it first came out so yeah. chances are it wasn't even out to many people but who knows there are some people out there that probably have that three <laughs> on their fucking phone or some shit somebody wants me to ask you about both shetty and the twins have you uh were you on that episode uh well Let's see. So did the twins actually call in to the to the episode? I, the I think so. I think I believe that's what happened. I, I don't remember that one off the top of my head. Somebody okay. just told me to ask you about it. Well, well the twins were on that direct TV show. OK, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they I mean that, you know, to be honest with you, that whole experience was uh, probably a blur because I mean, you're you're you're, you're getting you're getting thrown in this huge world, and the next thing you know, it just comes crashing down. It was and great, it, man. I mean, I made yeah. the best I made the best money that I'd ever made before in broadcasting. I mean, at this point now, I'm like doing basically as well as I did back then. But again, right. that was six or seven years ago. Yeah, and I was making money that I had not made before because you know, anytime TV is involved, it just 
makes more. Or you just you get more. No one know what you because they just want the product to be put out. You know, it's as long as you're doing a job. It, you know, it's just a different thing. So, yeah. um, you know, I was getting that. Uh, uh, we were the show was three hours a night. You know what I mean? Like we hung out for a little bit before we'd go out after to like bars around the area. Like it was great. It was like a a totally surreal experience. So the twins yeah. were great. I mean, I, I, you know, I wasn't really close friends with them or anything. I didn't really talk to them that often. I mean, to be honest with you, I was in the middle of like a hustle myself back then. I still right. worked at an audio production place in New Jersey from like 10 in the morning until like five or whatever it was. Then I would usually like drive back to my cousin's place in Montclair, uh, take a, a couple bong hits, <laughs> drive into the city and do the whole Artie show right. and be done at like one o'clock in the morning and drive home, go to sleep and like do the whole thing over again. So like, yeah, it wasn't as much of like, uh, um, I didn't embrace it as much as I maybe could have or should have like looking back on it. Um, I wish I had tried to be like, maybe like more antagonistic and be in terms of like, I mean, I had a mic in front of me that I controlled yeah, uh, I, I remember sometimes you butting in, you know, especially well, when it came sometimes. to sports. Yeah, yeah, I would sometimes, and I kind of wish that I had done it more in a way because, uh, you know, it just would have been that much better probably for me personally. But right, um, yeah, Bushetti was was funny, man. I mean, like you know, he's a, a character and a half. Obviously, he did come on the podcast for sure a couple of times. Yeah, um, and uh, then obviously Artie and he had that show that they did together, kind of semi-recently the halfway very, house. it was very briefly yeah the halfway house i think they did like I, I can't remember how many episodes but it wasn't a lot yeah. and that was before everything happened and uh you know people are saying he's in hiding you know we've we've heard a couple confirmations that you know he's just laying low but he's still alive but a lot of people don't believe that he's alive it's like this whole he's like making this whole conspiracy about him because he has so many fans yeah you know? well i mean look um as far as I, I mean, I, as far as I know, he's definitely alive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't, I, I've heard that like, he's never going to be like doing stand up ever again. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, I've heard that, but you know, I think that he could still definitely do a podcast and I think for that, sure. I mean, the, the guy's got a voice for podcasting, you know, he, 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 he knows great. how to bring a crowd together and, and just pick on people and, and let them like slash back at him and, yeah, uh, I can't so remember who exactly, the. Uh, that's exactly right. That whole like radio slash and burn antagonistic thing. Like he's a, a master of that. Yeah. And, and, pe uh, and people are fans of that because like a lot of people, they listen to that kind of stuff because they feel like, you know, they would love to just sit around chopping up with their boys. But a, a right. lot of people, they're not all comics. So some people could get mad at that, you know, and then they're just, they're just listening. I'm um, trying to remember the guy. Uh, what was the name of the guy that was born in the toilet? That was always on this. Chris Cotton, Chris Cotton, oh, those yeah. guys going back and forth. That was that was some yeah, funny the, ass podcasting back in the day. Yeah, man. The, believe it or not, the late Chris Cotton. Yeah, yeah that's what. That's that? just, yeah, it's a sad part. It's crazy, but, man. Um, you know, he was a, he was a great guy. I mean, like he, he was um, a Philly guy, right? He was a Philly guy. He was a stand up comedian, and uh, yeah. you know, I don't really exactly know how he ended up getting connected with Artie on that show, but sometime either during the time that it was direct TV and then maybe after going into the podcast, he and already connected or sometime before that. And already said, you know, whenever I start my own podcast, I got you and yeah. come on the show and this, that, the other thing, do your thing. And, um, 
you know, he did. And some of those episodes were, were fucking hilarious. I mean, you I know, mean, I some of those, there. some of those were the, some of the funniest podcast episodes I've ever heard that. And when, uh, Artie's just ranking on Dan about the dryer balls was always classic. Yeah. And then, uh, the him towel. just having an intro song with an AC, you know, it's like, this is my intro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, did you agree to that? Like you probably told him like, dude, I can make you an intro. He's like, no, this no, is funny well, enough. Is that I think, um, you know, we did have that, like, we had like a 15 second intro that really yeah. was legitimately like an intro thing where we, Dan had gotten some professional voiceover person to be like the already quitter podcast or whatever. And we did play or something like that. There was something that we played. Oh, it, it, uh, it featured, um, what's her name? The, the lady that passed a couple years ago where she's on the tonight show. And she says, is, is it funnier that I outlive Artie Lang? Oh, she, uh, she, she was yeah, in that yeah. intro. Joan Rivers. Yeah, that was the intro you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but what happened was then Artie would get like pissed if he found out. He was like, no, no, I want just the fucking air conditioner noise. <laughs> you know what I, mean? like, I don't want any of that shit, you know? So there was plenty of times where I, and I fucking loved it. I, I think shit like that is hilarious. So. It, it is. It's so funny because every at that point is when podcasting started blowing up. Right. And everybody's like, you know, so focused on the production and how good everything's going to be. And he's just holding his microphone in air conditioning. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, yeah. There's something classic about that, you know? Yeah, uh, and I that's. I could picture the way it was all set up because we had a, a ridiculously long XLR cable that let him have the microphone all the way over on the couch. And because um, when it first started, he, everybody would sort of sit at the t dining room table. It was sort of more like traditional, you know, broadcast setup. Right. Then later, kind of morphed into Dan sitting at the board and uh, Artie sitting on the couch. And yeah, you know, him talking about the uh, orange towels that he turned into the Bengals yeah. helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would just clown him all the time on his towels. So uh now Gino Biscotti's one of the regulars at the some of the secret shows that we put on, or excuse me, that Matt Mead puts on. Uh that's really when I learned about him because it was it'd be so funny when Artie would just lay into Gino. Oh yeah. Because Gino's one of the type of dudes that can that can take a hit exactly you know, all day. And yeah. I think Artie probably knew that, and that's what made some of that show so good. Well, again, you know? for me, that goes back to the direct TV show because I didn't know Gino before then. But you know, he came on uh, those direct TV shows, and it always seemed like they would book him in like the last segment of the last hour, which is so <laughs> fucked up. So he would have to be like shot out of a complete fucking cannon to to yeah. get anything across or make anything happen. And the way that Artie would sort of like just be so disgusted by his actions and then like the, the incredulous nature that Gino would respond, it was it killed me every time. I mean, I thought yeah. it was great. And then when he started coming on the podcast, actually, uh, you talk about like Artie getting into it with people. Um, Gino and I once kind of screamed on each other. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, because it was during the playoffs where the Mets were playing the Dodgers. Okay. And uh, Chase Utley slid into this one player. He really fucking basically sl slide tackled him yeah. and um, broke his leg. And Gino, being the scumbag Philly fan that he is, was like, you know, celebrating this fact or whatever, saying it was a clean play. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. It was it was a dog. It was a dirty play. Yeah. yeah. And we were going back and forth about that. It's um, the playoffs. <laughs> but Gino's great. I, I always, you know, Gino was the kind of guy that like, you know, I could actually chat with during the breaks at that direct TV show, as opposed right. to like 
I don't know when Danny Aiello is sitting there or something and I'm just not, you know, you're I'm like, just not in my own business or whatever. Yeah, you're just like, I can't get engaged with this. Yeah. 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 Do you know, it's one of the type of those guys that can just light up a room and, and kind of just talk to everybody and, and move around a bit, which is kind of what I respect about him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as you know, he's at compound. Uh, what do you think about Artie's? I don't mean to make this whole podcast about Artie, but no, it's all right. Uh, you, you said you, you told me that you wanted to, I mean, I, it, it's kind of, um, nostalgic in a way. Yeah. I mean, like I haven't, Again, I talked to Dan, talked to him a little bit. I talked to him before we did this episode just because I wanted to sort of like, you know, see what was up with him thinking about Artie and stuff. Right. And uh, I actually reconnected with Gino because um, I'm Facebook friends with him. So I reached out to him and I was like, yo, I still want to try to get you on my podcast at some point. And uh, he was like, yeah, cool. We'll figure that out. And I was like, by the way, I'm very hurt that you don't follow me on Twitter or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> like, but he did. He did now with his like, you know, many, many time banned account. Yeah, uh, I'm about to say, now that he's on his fifth account, he probably starts to forget who to follow and yeah, who yeah, not yeah. to, especially if you're not yeah. tweeting at him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, I, um, you, you could definitely, uh, ask me about, uh, whatever with Artie. Cause I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll wrap it up on this point, I, I guess. But what do you feel about his tenure, uh, doing the whole Artie Anthony show? Do you feel like that was kind of a downfall for him? And, and, you know, he, he kind of felt like he could do whatever he wanted. At Compound Media, or were you a fan of that show? I mean, it was it was it was a complete disaster. I mean, in everybody's books, I mean, nobody could deny that. I well, mean, there were some episodes where he was really good, but there was episodes that was like, all right, take the sunglasses off, let's see what's really going on. Right, you know. Right, right. Well, I mean, I'll I'll say this, I guess. Um, I never really, I've never heard much of it because okay. I'm, um, I was doing again so many different fucking jobs. I didn't have you know, really time to listen to barely my own podcast, which I was still regularly doing at the time. So I kind of just like knew through Twitter and just kind of like the general feel and what was kind of going on and what people were saying. And I can't remember for sure, but like, I think I might've even um, had like some people I followed specifically just so I could kind of like keep tabs on like what the fuck was going on with that show. Yeah. And I could, it wasn't going well. Right. Um, and I mean, no, I, does it surprise me? I mean, no, not really. I mean, I, and I think you're, you're probably right that he probably did feel like he could do whatever the fuck he wanted or yeah. didn't, he felt some, who knows? I, I couldn't even try to get inside his head, but like something along the lines of, I don't really deserve this. I'm kind of like banking off past shit. He gets very self-conscious about that type of shit. Yeah, and that's true. He's not going to let himself even try and pull out of it. It's just going to be a continuing spiral from there. Because I mean, it is weird doing shows in that studio because you got the green screen behind you, and everything. You know, it. It when you're watching it, it's like okay, this is going to be crazy, and they they do a hell of a production over there. But when you're sitting in there doing a show, you just it's so bright, and you have the green screen behind you. So he probably just wasn't used to that kind of studio compared to being at a place like Howard or Directv. Or anything like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, or or certainly not, you know, what obviously Howard ended up, you know, becoming even more so uh, in terms of like Howard TV. You know, it's been a while since he had been associated with something like that, exactly. or even a TV show. You know, yeah. to go from something as low key as I'm literally going to get out of bed whenever I feel like it and start doing my show, yeah, and then kind of having to go into Manhattan every day to a studio and and be you know, on with, I think it was sort of like, 
I can just imagine from what I saw from the outside looking in, it was probably going from zero to 60. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, after he's been able to relax for a while and just kind of do his own thing, which I, yeah, I really probably, wish he would have never stopped doing that show, man. That was, that was my introduction into podcasting was the Artie Quitter yeah. show. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I think that the, and what do I know? I mean, like, I feel like I'm totally speculating on some of this shit, but I mean, at the same time, you know, a podcast is like you have your own pressure to be your own like hustler and yeah. entrepreneur and say, I'm just going to do an episode every day or every week or whatever it may be. And um, when you're when you have a gig and it's like you have to show up at this time to get paid. Some people sort of prefer that way of looking at it because it's like, right. you know, I'm, I'm being told what it is I have to do, but I'm getting paid for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Close to whatever a podcast is. Right. Like you can rest all day and you know when you have to be there versus, all right, I'm just going to wake up at 2 a.m. and just start talking into a microphone, which, I mean, granted, he's got the talent to do so. So, like you say, zero to 60 between both of them. Yeah. And it's probably not the best thing in the world for almost anybody to be like that. No, not at all. In the last, you know, year or whatever with this lockdown shit, you know, it's actually kind of healthy to be part of like the human race to an extent. To have Uh, a schedule. You yeah, know, right. it, it's it's very healthy to have a schedule. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, but yeah, I I understand that that was not a uh, not a success, and it's a shame that that's the case. But um, I guess it doesn't I, surprise me. Have you ever rented any comics that you you just didn't like? Uh, doesn't matter what podcast, but you know, just anybody in general that you were just like, this guy's a fucking asshole, like. You know, just cut it out. Like, what do you? You're kind of going over the top, or anything like that. Um, like in person, you mean? In person or or on a podcast? You know, I mean, it, either or. Like, have you ever had a guest or anybody like that where you're like, all right, this guy? I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, because for me, I feel like so much of it is. Um, there's there's definitely times where like uh, I might not agree with somebody's views on something you right. know what I mean? maybe that's where i would kind of like come down on uh i don't think what you're saying is funny because it yeah. just doesn't like i don't see the world the same way as you you know that type of thing yeah um and you know again since we follow each other on twitter you could probably allude to what i'm talking about like more i'm saying like on the political side of things or whatever yeah, you know of course um no i mean honestly i don't know i i think what i kind of respect about comedians is that for the most part, it's kind of like a dog eat dog world where people are less in their feelings than other people, or at least if they are, they're they're keeping it to themselves because they're going to get ragged on and all that yeah. kind of. Um, but you know, it's just kind of more um, my kind of speed, I guess, as opposed to some of the people that you know in broadcasting, they take things very seriously. I work in news now, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of a bummer most of the time. Yeah. I mean, I miss working with comedians to be honest yeah. with you. Okay. That's the truth um, that I kind of actually miss that because it was never for me a competitive thing. If I ever make somebody laugh, I enjoy that, but it's not right. like, I, especially like a comic or, or somebody well-respected, you make them laugh. It's a good feeling. Right. But I'm not, but I'm not a stand up. You know, I never was and I never will be. So it was like for me, I was kind of part of that whole world, but not um, really. It was just kind of like the outside looking in. 
So I always respected those people, even if they weren't necessarily my cup of coffee when it comes to <laughs> the jokes they told or something like that. Right. Uh, you know, uh, I still respected them for what it was they did. Good. So tell us about your podcast. What do you got going on with that? How long you been doing it? Uh, what's the general strategy? Do you have guests? Do you do it alone? Yeah. Um, I mean, not, not, I mean, I would like to get more into having guests on. Um, there was a time when I did more, you know, I've had that show since 2010, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, you know, I went to broadcast school back then, uh, worked at Sirius after that. This one buddy of mine, we were like, we should do actually really, it was more my cousin first. He was like, you need to, and he's a big Stern guy. He yeah. was like, you need to start doing hosting. You know what I mean? Like if you want to get a job doing that, you need to start doing it. You know what I mean? Like just start talking, do whatever. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well you come with me and kind of just like do us do an episode. And he was like, yeah, sure. And again, back then the term podcast was very, very, very new. This was like right. 2010, like I said. Yeah. So, um, we ended up getting it on iTunes and doing that whole thing. Back then, I called it Garden State Radio. Now I call it Flipping Out Radio. That's and, better. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the guy that I moved my website or my podcast to, uh, it's called uh, RadioMisfits.com. Uh -huh. um, he uh, was like, "Yeah, the whole Garden State Radio thing." He's like, "No, you know, like he's like." <laughs> It sounds like it's some like thing about like civic issues in New Jersey, or We're just like, talking you know, about like the local parks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like you know, like the best way to grow tomatoes, or like. Yeah. like <laughs> uh, so I changed it to flipping out radio, and um, you know, it's kind of just like whatever, you know, like it's stupid shit that I started thinking about throughout the week. I'll email right. myself and say, "All right, this is this is what we'll talk about." Or yeah, this buddy of mine who I do a podcast with, he's just a, he's a total fucking nut. So, you know, like he'll, he'll, he'll always have something to talk about, come in and, and bring that up. And then we'll talk about that for 30 minutes for no reason. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why I brought on the, the two co-hosts I have. I was doing this thing by myself until like episode 27. I can't remember, but as soon as I brought those guys on, man, it was just, it's fun because sometimes, you know, if, even if I don't feel like doing it, I know that they're going to be right there with some fucking bangers, you know, yeah. at least one of those guys will be. So we just normally, you know, have a, it really does take the pressure off. There was a time where, you know, again, when I first started doing my podcast, I had like five or six people on it. It was ridiculous. It was like a yeah. one morning zoo with this, this woman who actually now does like morning radio in Detroit. Um, uh, my cousin who moved out to Denver, so he doesn't really do it with me anymore. And a couple other people that I went to broadcast school with. So it was just like, you know, a, a, a zany hang where I would just try to like throw out like ridiculous things that would offend people and just yeah, like, like Robert Kelly show run around like <laughs> heads cut off. And I would just yeah. laugh, kind of, you know, say, and that's all the time we have for today. But, uh, <laughs> you know, then from there, there was kind of like a low point where I didn't really have anybody I did it with. And I kind of just did like my own thing. It was a lot of like monologues and just, just being angry. I was just like, yeah. this sucks. I don't enjoy this. You know what I mean? Like, this is just like being angry for 30 minutes and, not that fun. sounds fun. I mean, I could probably get into something like that now. Again, that's pretty sure how I started. I used to cook. I used to cook on the show. Like I would try all different kinds of shit. Like I'd have a hot plate just cooking yeah. steaks while I'm just sitting here ragging on people. I was, I was a nobody from East Texas. That's what made it fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, people found out about the shit, and it's just you know, it's different how how shows can evolve and then uninvolve just as fast. You know, it's. That's true. Yeah, no, that's definitely true, especially with podcasts, right? I mean, I feel like I read a new article about that every day, like, you know, X amount of million podcasts launched yesterday, or X it's, amount of million canceled or like something. It's like crazy. That. Like my, my listeners will go like all the way from the top 
all the way to the bottom. I'm like, what are they listening to? You know, and I'm like, I, I, we got to do something different here, boys. So let's start doing some remote shows. Like, I'm gonna do some shows on a boat or just something wild like that. Yeah, you know, just in the middle of nowhere. Like, people yeah. are, you know, now everything's opening back up. People are getting tired of this whole Zoom thing. It's like, oh, let me just sit here and listen to two jerk offs talk. You know, <laughs> that's true. No, I definitely think that people's appetite for the whole Zoom thing. You're right. That's a good way of putting it. It kind of, it's it's uh, it's jump the shark now, as they say. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it was uh, fun at first, and then now it's just like, all right, it kind of looks lazy. You know, it not only that, but in studio podcast stuff is so much better too, because like you lose stuff. Not to get like overly technical or whatever, but you lose stuff with the connection because like somebody, right. talks, it's not as fast. It's not as other. fast. Yeah, yeah. You talk over somebody, and then you know you lose what they said, or I mean, especially with some show where people are trying to be funny, it's just not the same. Or if somebody's in an argument and they're not in the same place, it doesn't sound as good. Uh, not right. over. You know, so um, there's a lot to be said for, you know, actually doing a show, a radio show or whatever you're calling it in the same place as somebody else. Yeah, or if I mean, you actually had the money to do it, then you could get like a IP Kodak or something like that, which is basically like being there. But right. again, those are expensive. Yeah, that's, that's just ridiculous. You might as well just drive an hour, hang out with the boys. Yeah, right. You know, and just fucking yeah. rip it. So uh, right. fl flipping, is that your real last name? I was thinking about that earlier today. It is actually, yeah. Did you yeah. get clown? Did you ever get any clownery for that in high school? Oh yeah, like <laughs> not so much. Not so much in high school because for whatever reason, at that point, it just it had just become flip, and everybody just knew me as flip, and it kind of right. like it just was over by then. But yeah, in middle school, it was like you know everybody was loving the the flipper, uh, faster than lightning, you know, in a <laughs> uh, gym class or whatever, and you yeah. know uh, all that shit. But. Um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, it's great now because I mean it comes off as something that somebody. If I wish that I was like a music DJ or something, yeah. so you'd be like flipping records. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's I mean that almost sounds like a rap DJ. You're playing the ones and twos. You know what I mean? Like that would be great. But I'm here flipping records. I'm here flipping records. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would be great. But you know, yeah. again, no, that's funny. I never got uh, into music radio, so yeah, yeah, that's my real name. Not yet. No, I know you used to have a beard. Did you shave it for some reason? I just try to start growing mine out. You can't see I, it, obviously, because uh, well, you're gonna rob a convenience store. I feel like I could tell. Uh, I feel like I could tell there's a little mustache there. So I mean, yeah, I, there I, is. It's definitely yeah. not uh, shit, but it's you know mustache. <laughs> well, God, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, I did have a beard. Uh, I kind of fluctuate back and forth. You know what I mean? Like yeah. most of the time, I feel like I just have a very base level beard, like not anything really big but i did have that at one point just kind of like a nice base level beard but uh i buzzed it off recently i just kind of get tired of it after a while you know what i mean like i just i'm already tired of it this is the first time i've grown it out i'm like oh this is just yeah. annoying me uh, i mean if you actually want to do it then you have to just kind of get through the point where it's not like i can't even imagine with the mascot and shit but it I mean, sucks like it's hot <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a basement right now and it's been pouring and it's hot. Yeah. Well, obviously I'm dealing with the same weather. Yeah, here, of course. And I'm also in the basement. I have air conditioning in my house, but not, it, it's not down here. So yeah, not in the basement. I, uh, I went outside before and it was actually cooler outside than it is down here. Yeah. And I cooled off, but I can feel, I can feel it right up here, like right in my forehead. I'm, it's coming. I'm going to start yeah. to sweat. Oh, it's already happening. It's happening here. It's happening all right here. Just pouring out. I'm like, all right, taking a shower. I'm going to be up early for work. 
this is the problem for the days of like central air, which I mean, obviously, I don't know whoever has that or doesn't, or at least some unit, a window unit, hopefully that you could sleep with. Um, this was the kind of weather where you took like four cold showers a day. That's all you could do. Yeah. Was just, you know, just cold, just get in there. It was like the best feeling. Of the day. Every time I get in the cold shower, I just sing tenacious D. It just, for some reason, <laughs> it just helps me get through the cold shower. I don't know why. But I, yeah, you're right. I, I only have to do cold showers up here because in Texas, like everybody has central air. It's just, mm. you know, kind of one of those things. Like if you have even the shittiest houses, it's got central air in it. There's at least so a where, unit. Where were you in Texas? You, you said East Texas? Yeah, East Texas. It was between uh, Dallas and Shreveport, right, right in between. Okay. So what would it get like humid like this? Oh, yeah, it gets real humid and hot. Yeah. You know, it's not a dry heat, not in the east part. Like, you, you yeah. got to get all the way west, way west of Dallas to start really feeling the dry heat, you know, because yeah. you got to remember it takes 12 hours to drive across the whole state. That's it's fucking it's not. It's it hey, doesn't look big on a map, but it's ridiculous. I know. I know. Well, that's one of those things where, like, I mean, I, I've always heard that where, like, the map is kind of not really properly to scale. When you think about it, like, it's a lot bigger than you think it is. Like, you know, people say that with Africa, like, it's insane. Like, you wouldn't even be able to fathom, like, how yeah. fucking massive it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, Texas is one of those things. I've never actually even been to Texas. So, oh, really? I know, like, I know Houston, for example, gets, like, very humid. Yeah, now. yeah. My whole family lives there now. They all moved down there recently, but so yeah, it's why or when? Uh, both. Uh, I moved here to do this podcast because both my co-hosts live here. We all met over the Twitter world through Kevin Brennan's show and all that, and I moved up here in September, so I got to experience the winter and my first snows, real snow, and then you know now I'm like it's it does get hot here. I wasn't expecting yeah. it to get this kind of hot, like after the heat wave or whatever. I was like, man, right, I'm right. fucking sweating. Yeah. No, I mean, look, the, the mid-Atlantic, I guess. And that, well, I mean, it gets that hot. I'm, I'm sure it gets it. Well, Portland and Seattle was like 115 the other Right. Day. Yeah. They just had, they just got bombed. But I mean, I would say like this type of stuff that like that heat wave that we had, like we will usually get like at least one of those, like sometime, usually I would think in July or maybe like early August. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. But it's funny they call it a heat wave. That's like all summer long in Texas, like 94, yeah. 95 degrees. You yeah, know? that is you, – you probably you, – you scoff at such things. You you scoff at that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, a heat wave? What is that? <laughs> it better be 130. I better – I want to bake. Like the, show, like the yeah. show I did on Galveston Beach, it was 115 that day. The mask was just soaked. I'm like, why am I doing this again? Yeah, yeah. That was like right when I first started. I'm like, I got 40 views. <laughs> Yeah, it right. just suffered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, you got to pay. You got to pay the. Uh, pay you got to pay your dues. You yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, where? I mean, where can people find you? Uh, you know, we'll wrap this up a little short today, if you want. We'll always have you back, especially when I have the other boys on. Yeah, sure. And, uh, we could talk because I know uh, one of the hosts, uh, Jim Stansel, would love to talk to you as well. And we could do that. So, what? He's a Mets fan, I think, right? Yeah, I, he's a Mets fan, Islanders. He loves all those guys. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm a fan of. I'm starting to convert. You know, now that I've been here long enough, I'm starting to yeah. leave my Astros and be like, I kind of want to go to a Mets game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not uh, being a phony. This is just where I live now. Right, right, right. And also the whole trash can thing, you know, like, I mean, yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like it with the signs and, <laughs> and all that. I that, that pissed me off. I'm like, you guys could have yeah. won at fair and square anyways, but you're right. still going to go out and fucking have a cheating time. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know? 
But at the same time, I love Carlos Beltran. So we'll, we'll right. just leave it. We'll um, see what team he goes to next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so um, as far as like where people can find me, uh, I'm, I mean, I have a Twitter account. It's uh, James Flippin. It's at J-A-M-A-D-R-O-P. J-A-M-A-D-R-O-P. And then my podcast is on radiomisfits.com. Uh-huh. And it's uh, Flippin' Out Radio. Uh, that's, that's it, flipping out radio, but it's also on all those other ones. Cause they, cause he uploads it to, you know, all the different platforms. Oh, so it just goes to all the platforms and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Who else was on radio misfits there for a while? Was it Florentine on there for a little bit? Yeah. Um, I, I think that's right. Maybe before, before he went to barstool or something yeah. like, um, uh, there's, there's been, I mean, the guy who does it, he knows like everybody he was, he was trying to get Artie's podcast. I think for a while, Artie's podcast was like featured on Radio Misfits. I think it was. I I believe that Radio Misfits rings a bell. It, it, it's kind of coming back to me now. I think we had like a free episode that we put out like once per week. Right. Um, and that was on Radio Misfits. Like we would pick like one episode and just say, all right, we're going to put this one up on the free website. Yeah. Kind of like a promotional thing or whatever. Cool, man. Um, That's awesome. But uh, yeah, so th- that my podcast is on there, um, and uh, if you just Google flipping out radio, you'll find it. But good. Um, soon, soon enough. I hope to get you down here to Jersey. You said you got I, a buddy in Newark. I got it. Yeah, I got a buddy uh, that's real close to you in Newark, and uh, you know he's always having me come down to help him rewire some of the things in his house. So I know he's got a couple more things for me. So that'll give me the perfect excuse to come down. It'd be fun. Yeah. When you say so, you're are you like an electrician, or you like you do like broadcast stuff professionally? I do like a it's like a handyman type thing work, you know. Like I know how it all works, but I'm not licensed or anything. That's yeah, why, yeah. you know, I don't I don't do it for payment. Just payment uh, for some other stuff. Yeah, right, right. Sorry, I got the sniffles. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. But uh, James, it was great having you on, man. I've been following you on Twitter for a long time, and uh, I hope we can do it again. And I'll I'll be down there soon. Yeah, ski mask, absolutely. Uh, appreciate it. It's it's fun to come on. I I, uh, I was pleasantly surprised when you asked me to do it because yeah. I know we have a, a comedian based show. You know what I mean? But right. uh, yes, I'm 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 tertiary connected to those people in a way. So now, now now you're back in it. Next thing you know, you'll be doing Misery Loves Company, and you'll forget all about me again, and <laughs> it'll be great. Yeah. All right. 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 Everybody, uh, go, go check out the shows at Ski Mask Collective. Uh, new T-shirts up, SkiMaskCollective.com. Go get those shirts. Uh, they're good brand. It's not that Gildan bullshit that makes your neck itch. That shit sucks. Uh, and just keep listening to the show. It's going to get bigger and better. The boys will be back. I know they've been taking a couple absent breaks. But look, they're living their best summer lives. I'm just, you know, doing my podcast because that's what I like to do. They're doing what they like to do. So we'll be back in a couple of days because all you know is constant, constant content constantly being released. That's what we do here at Ski Mask Collective. James, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely, brother. Thanks for having me.